Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm your host, Navy vet Phil Briggs, reporting for ConnectingVets.com, America's military news and veteran lifestyle website. As I like to do on the show, you know, we talk about places to get jobs. We talk about jobs. We talk about things veterans can do post-military to make that transition incredible. And I often like to bring aboard examples of folks that have just got it right. And today, uh, we get a chance to look at two companies, two veterans that are really doing huge things and have taken their service, moved in a new direction, and literally are doing things that I think each and every one of us can appreciate. I love both of these things. I have too much of one and not enough of the other, which is why I'm pleased to introduce Chris Vidot, founder of Sheets Laundry Club, who's uh, single-handedly, go- his goal is to you know not only change laundry, but change the world to a plastic-free zone where we're using less plastics and eco-friendly techniques. Army veteran, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Philip. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. And Brandon Friedman, also an Army veteran whose deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan introduced him to the delicious world of tea. He founded Rakasan Tea Company with another veteran, and uh, the company is now bringing incredible tea blends to the U.S. market in an interesting way. As stated on their website, their mission is to import solely from carefully selected estates in post-conflict countries to promote peace and economic development. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I love vets that go on to forge new businesses. Could not 
love it anymore because I really do think in this world of like, you know, corner cubicles and corporate industrial spaces and everybody asks the boss for an incremental raise and, you know, can I get my 3% this year? Then there's business ownership. It's the cornerstone to capitalism. It's it's the American experience. It's it's what we all should strive to do. Little kids do it as a lemonade stand, and then somehow between you know childhood and adulthood, we forget that being your own boss, starting a business, makes a difference in so many people's lives. Before we get to these two businesses that are radically different now, laundry and tea. Let's start with backgrounds. Uh, Chris, go ahead and go first. Share with me a little bit about your MOS, your Army background, and what wild and exciting things Uncle Sam gave you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I grew up in Northern California in a small town. Um, Didn't really uh, know where the future was taking me, so I joined the Army in 1996. Um, Enlisted as a military police officer. Uh, and did that for about six years. Enjoyed it, but I did not enjoy the night shift. Um, So it wasn't for me. Uh, Through that process... Um, I had an opportunity to fly on a Blackhawk that kind of formed who I wanted to be through the military career. So um, spent the next, you know, the first six years figuring out what I had to do to become a pilot. And uh, I think in 2001, I went to Fort Rucker, Alabama, uh, became a UH-60 pilot and spent the remaining 14 years of my Army career flying Blackhawks and retired uh, in 2016 as a Chief Warrant Officer 3. I got to know the call sign. Did you guys get cool call signs? And frankly, were the call signs as demeaning as they were to some of the Navy pilots that I used to know? I'd love to tell you they were. Um, the Army Army didn't give us that fun. The call sign was really based off of whatever your unit's call sign was, uh, whether you were a Black Knight. Um, but it was really the tail number and the uh, the unit in which you were assigned to. So, no, I, I wasn't Maverick, and I definitely was an Iceman, unfortunately. <laughs> And for those listening, I say demeaning because they usually picked your call sign out of something completely embarrassing. Like, you know, if you were kind of a like, you know, yeah, a little extra chest hair, you might be called Wolverine or, you know, I, I've just heard some hilarious ones before. So um, I'm kind of glad they didn't give me one after hearing that. I don't know what my call sign would have been. <laughs> Well, very cool. Uh, the other cool thing I want to know, uh, just as a, you know, kind of combat story, but Blackhawks. Man, you guys flew in the thick, uh, saving so many lives, doing so many important things on those tactical missions. When the guys made the nine lines or the guys made the you know calls for air support, one of my favorite stories was Marines telling me that they'd key up, they'd you know cue up the radio and let the pilots hear the incoming as it hit, and then you'd hear a bunch of Marines or a bunch of soldiers on the ground all cheer when they could see you know, something on the perimeter there, maybe up on the, uh, you know, on the mountain range where they could see the explosions. But do you have any cool, like, no S there I was moments where like, it was just, you were so proud. You were so thrilled to be doing what you were doing. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to experience that, but I had some really, um, I, I wouldn't call them the cool opportunity, but I've definitely been on some calls before when soldiers on the ground um, were hit by IEDs. Um, and you're communicating directly with them on the call as they're trying to navigate you into their location. Um, it gives you an appreciation for where you're at because you actually get to understand and hear um, the panic in those soldiers' eyes and how dependent they are um, on you to get there in a timely manner to assist them because you know lives depend on you getting there. Um, so having to hear that call is, is very surreal um, and commu- communicating with those guys and trying to find them um, when they're not exactly, you know, sure at that moment exactly where they're at because of the, the situation in which they found themselves. 
Yeah, I was just most recently interviewing Army veteran, Special Forces veteran, and UFC champion Tim Kennedy, and he said that nothing nothing felt better than when you could hear the roar of that Blackhawk coming in, and you could just like, you know, when you knew that they were close and they were cleared hot, you could just, he's like, ah, the sound of freedom. It was just awesome. It was, it, it was good to know you guys did what you did. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great feeling to know you're going in there as well. Um, you know, you, you know, you're their only support uh, to medical aid and, and, and a timely need. So it's a great feeling to, to be able to provide that for them. Now, as we transitioned out, uh, share with me what that looked like. A um, little bit of the post-military transition would seem like you'd go into something related to what your MOS was. You know, if you're a mechanic, you might get out and you go work on different kinds of engines. If you are an aviator, you might... Uh, you know, be working and, and, and changing your certifications and going to fly for Delta or Southwest or, or, or something like that. And then here you take on an initiative that is completely different sheets laundry club. And, uh, you know, with the goal of providing plastic free, eco-friendly alternatives to everyone's normal laundry routine. So share with me that transition and, and how you got into sheets laundry club. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it's obviously, uh, it was not in the wheelhouse. Uh, when I was in the military, laundry wasn't uh, on the forefront of things I, I planned on doing post retirement. Um, I, I retired. I moved to North Carolina. My wife is an artist. We actually opened a local, um, brick and mortar business for about four years. It was a paint and sip studio. So she was able to, um, teach people how to paint paintings and I kind of serve the wine. Um, the business was fun. Unfortunately, you were really limited. Uh, this was kind of the transition. I was limited by how far somebody was willing to drive in order um, to create income and revenue for a business. Um, the business obviously never generated enough revenue to hire, you know, CPAs and, and everything else you needed. So it gave me a really good solid background on just basic small business fundamentals on how to run it, how to raise capital, cash flow, understanding how a business operates. Um, my initial goal was I don't, you know, I, I've got a lot of lung damage from being overseas in the burn pits as we flew around, you know, everything we were flying in was the black smoke in the skies. Um, so flying really wasn't an option for me. I've got a, a pretty high disability rating into my lungs and my back and my neck and my knees and everything else, probably like Brandon. Um, so, so flying really wasn't an option for me. So I kind of had to figure out, man, I've got to make it to the civilian world. Um, and everything I've done for 20 years really um, I don't have a ticket to do that now. So I've got to figure out how to make it. Um, I've got a wife and a kid. I've got to support. Um, so we started with this brick and mortar. And through that process, I connected um, with a gentleman um, who's now a co-owner of Sheets Laundry Club. We, we randomly met through T-Ball. We both signed up to be coaches for our kids. And he was in the e-com space. I was in the brick and mortar. Um, we put our heads together and figured out, you know, how we could use his e-com experience and my business experience and come up with a product um, that, that possibly could impact the world. And for me, sustainability and single use plastic was already existing within my household. So I said, if we're going to go into the e-com business, I want to develop products that make an impact. Um, probably a transition that the military gives you, you know, um, we serve for 20 years. We want, I want to continue to serve in some capacity. Um, I understand it's not the military anymore, um, but I can still make an impact on my country, my planet, my world. Now we'll hear more about how this former Black Hawk helicopter pilot founded Sheets Laundry Club and is working to eliminate single-use plastic containers from the laundry industry when CBS Ion Veterans returns.
Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy vet Phil Briggs reporting for ConnectingVets.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking with two veterans today that created incredibly successful yet wildly different businesses. We'll pick back up with Chris Vidro, who was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot and is now working to change the game in the laundry industry by founding an eco-friendly way to get your detergent without the plastic container. He explained the very start of his company, Sheets Laundry Club. It was it was trying to create a recession-proof business. You know, nothing's recession-proof, but I, I really evaluated want versus need um, in an industry, and, and a, a laundry product is a need versus a want. Um, so, with that, you go back. You know, laundry is, is a two hundred billion dollar a year industry as well. Um, so I wanted to enter a market, you know, kind of similar to how Dollar Shave Club disrupted an industry. That was the same concept of what we were looking to do was disrupt an industry of a hundred year old business that hasn't been touched and nobody's kind of, um, you know, tried to approach. And that was that was the direction we wanted to go was try to disrupt and, you know, turn that tide on plastic pollution. And I love kind of the the way you looked at it. I've talked to so many people that give advice for veterans to make business plans. So many times these organizations will see if their idea is, as you just said, need versus want. And what I love is you guys didn't necessarily, you weren't a laundry, you weren't a passionate laundry guy. You weren't necessarily like just so in love with laundry detergent that you had to take this to market because it was your life's work. You found through an analytical way something that would consistently be purchased, consistently be needed, and how you could improve upon it. What does Sheets Laundry Club look like on a user level? Explain to me how I turn to you for my laundry detergent needs rather than going and buying the big, you know, gallon jugs at at the big box stores. Yeah, I mean, our flagship product, which is the laundry detergent sheet, and that's what, you know, consumers aren't familiar with. Um, It is a postcard size um, laundry detergent sheet. So it starts out as a liquid. We have rollers where we roll them, dehydrate them at about 140 degrees, cut them into these postcard size sheets. They dissolve instantly when you throw them in the water. Each sheet's equivalent to about two and a half ounces of liquid. Um, again, cleans as well. The difference is, is now you, for under a pound, I can give you 50 loads of laundry, up to 100 loads of laundry for under a pound. So it's lightweight, it's convenient, it's mess-free, it's pre-measured, it's easy to use. Um, no lifestyle change. You don't have to read a manual and figure out how to use it. You just drop a sheet in the washing machine just like you would the liquid, except you're no longer making a mess. You're no longer carrying that heavy jug. Um, you know, my nine-year-old son does laundry now. Um, there, there's nothing he can do wrong with that. So we're just trying to create a product that's easier to use. It's plastic-free. Um, so even if you're not a consumer that's in the plastic-free space, we've still created a product that's easier to use. It's more convenient and safe space within your home. Um, and we've, you know, kept our price competitive with that of everybody else out there. So we're not charging 50% more to be within a green company. You know, our prices are comparable per load to, to tide gain and everything else. Wow. Can I ask how you got into putting them on postcard size sheets. Was that an idea that came to you or was that a technology you had to go seek out? Like how on earth did you come up with the idea or, or, or the manufacturing technique to do what you do? Yeah. Um, so initially it kind of started out, you know, as we say, disrupting um, like, like dollar shave club did, it was laundry industry that we kind of lean towards. 
um, because nobody had disrupted it. But we also realized that you can't ship liquid um, and stay cost competitive when it comes because it's shipping is expensive. So you've got to get your weights down. Um, so through that process, talking to several, you know, laundry manufacturers, I happened to run into one gentleman and he told me about a laundry detergent sheet, um, kind of re-sparked an image of, a, I'd seen some similar type stuff in Korea when I was stationed there. So did some due diligence, found out a, a Fortune 500 company owned the patent to it. Um, so that really put the road, you know, the brakes on for us. Uh, reached out to that Fortune 500 company. They were not actively using the patent. So they were able to do an exclusivity deal with us um, on this patent. So we pay a royalty for the patent, um, but it gave us full access and rights to use the patent. And with that said, it came up, came with a pretty good um, formulation on how to make this. So once we had the formulation, um, we actually were able to talk to those people as well. And they were able to put us in touch with people that, you know, made equipment and had manufacturing capabilities for this product because their intent was to go into the space. They just never did. Outstanding. Kind of beat them to market. And at the same time, we're willing to adapt and pivot on their business plan model to go use an exclusive, an exclusivity relationship with somebody that owned it. Um, yeah. That whole pivot thing is another key factor I've heard time and time again from people advising veterans on how to be entrepreneurs. When you get halfway down the road with your idea, it may change. You may have to go one way or another in order to make it profitable, in order to make a go of it. And a lot of people fight that. And they're like, nope, nope, this is what I invented and this is how I want to do it. I love how fluid you were in saying, okay, we want to do something in the laundry space. How can we turn this roadblock into something profitable? You're, you're right. And you're going to hit a million roadblocks along the way. That's what I tell any soldiers. Um, that's one thing the army taught us is, is you don't quit. You don't give up. Um, don't, you know, you, you don't take no for an answer. I've never taken no for an answer, even though I probably should have a hundred times. Um, I didn't take no for an answer. I figured out the next step to, to, to get over that next hurdle. And that's, I think, you know, Brandon probably attests that that's, that's the army. That's the military. They have, they've really taught us to overcome and adapt and not accept failure as an option. Um, so there's so many roadblocks in life and especially in business that you're going to encounter, but you have to be willing to figure out how to bypass that hurdle and not give up on your dreams. Cause it's very easy to give up, but the, but the military will really um, teach you how to, to persevere and, and overcome that. Amen. And in a nutshell, it's why veterans make such great small business owners. Uh, let's stick the landing here. And you've probably done hours worth of research, weeks, months, years worth of research on what the laundry industry and what the plastics are doing to the planet. How much of a difference you're making by using laundry sheets versus these large plastic containers that all the other big laundry brands do? What kind of difference are you actually making? Yeah, I mean, in, in the U.S. alone right now, you know, it's, it's just shy of a billion, 900 million plastic laundry jugs wind up in the landfill uh, or the oceans every single year. Um, about less than 9% of those are actually recycled. Um, it's cheaper to make virgin plastic than it is to recycle and reuse plastic. So um, as a country, we ship a lot of that plastic overseas. We pay other countries to dispose of it for us. Typically, they burn it. Um, these countries are, you know, ridded of cancer and, and all other illnesses because they're um, struggling to to survive as a country. So we pay them to take our trash. So every box that, that we sell um, obviously eliminates one bottle from being put on a shelf elsewhere. Um, the initial goal the first year was, I think, 25,000 boxes 
Um, we wanted to, to sell and, you know, rid 25,000 boxes. I think over the course uh, of two and a half years, we're a little over a million bottles um, eliminated from the shelves. You know, that's, that's a far cry from 900 million. Um, but as we continue to educate consumers, um, the goal again is to turn the tide on plastic pollution. So I, I'm not going to put Procter & Gamble out of business. I'm, I'm not dumb. But if I can force, you know, some of these competitors to see that there's alternatives out there that, that work just the same um, in a different format, you know, our goal in, in 10 years is to go into that grocery store or Target and see 80% of the, the laundry detergent has revolution up revolutionize the way they're packaging their product. So we're trying to change an industry and force change. Um, but we're the guys that are, that are out there trying to um, create proof of concept for these, these fortune 100 companies. Um, and once we get there, they're, they're going to get on board. I understand. I'm not going to put them out of business, but by God, I can make a, make a change. Cause as of right now, um, by 2050, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Um, and every 30 seconds, the equivalent of a dump truckload of plastic gets dumped in the ocean worldwide. Wow. Every 30 seconds. Just let that yep. sink in for a second. That's amazing. Tell me more about where consumers can get after this and can get your products and to really start making a difference, you know, an eco-friendly difference in the world we live in. Yeah, thanks, Philip. I appreciate the kind words and, again, the opportunity to be here. Um, like I said, we're found in, in Harris Teeter retail locations. We'll be in Meyer starting in September. Uh, but in the meantime, we're on Amazon.com and SheetsLaundryClub.com. Right on. From taking care of soldiers on the ground from a Black Hawk helicopter to taking care of your laundry, Chris Fidel. Thanks for being on the show. You bet, Phil. Thank you so much. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.